Hey, what's up, guys? It's Alex from Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chambers. I'm back. Been in hiatus for a couple weeks. It's been a little tough. Um, been really busy dealing with taking a vacation. So that's, um, you know, it's it's personal and and it's really tough for me to share it with you guys. But you know, I trust you, listeners. I feel like we've grown together, and I can share these kinds of difficult and intimate problems that I have in my life that I'm dealing with and that I'm going through. Um, anyway, toad, totes, totes my goats joking. Uh, but we are super happy to bring you today's episode, episode 28. And we are reviewing Sorry to Bother You. And this movie was super dope, uh, super hilarious. And it was a blast reviewing this guy and also giving you guys fantastic recommendations for you guys to check out so we uh i have to record these because we do our signature nikonsi rant or ramble beginnings so just that just so you guys have an idea of what's going on this is a movie review podcast and not only that we review media for you guys to go out to check out and um please email us back or dm us back at um HSTSC33, that's on Instagram. And then also our Gmail, we are um, HSTSC33 at gmail.com. But enjoy the show, and we will see you guys this Friday for our next review. Cheers. Oh, man, fam, I need my wallet. And tonight's episode brought to you by, oh, fam, I need my wallet. The African chant. That uh, is said before a chief give a chieftain gives away his daughter for marriage. Why have to be African? It could have been Indonesian. Does um, it have Indian? Because it had like a African rhythm True. to it. Uh, oh man, what? man, oh man, and ni wallet, ni wallet, man, a what? Everybody should know that tonight is a hidden shadows of the secret chamber night, and tonight we are reviewing. Sorry to bother you. Yeah? No, no, you don't have to be sorry. It's okay. Yeah, what? No, no, it's it's the name of the movie. It's what, also, what's the name of the movie? Sorry to bother you. About what? About No, that was the that was the title of the of the movie. It's the sorry which, which movie? The one Sorry to bother you. Okay. Uh welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Uh, stop. Yeah. Do it again. Okay. Take 2. Voice. Welcome, intro take two. Three, two one. Welcome to. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. No, 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 no. Too much. No. It's your voice isn't soft enough. It's not soft. Enough. Think like Usher. Okay, make okay. love but, to the microphone. Yeah, but like, okay. but like Usher, pre working with R. Kelly. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. No, for sure. Usher like um confessional Usher like Ooh, remorseful. That's a, good that's a good choice. How about like yeah. situations Usher. Oh, yeah, situations. Yeah. Uh, no, he's a little too aggressive. More like confessions. Like I'm sorry. And yeah, how about you this remind me of a girl? Okay, that's a good you one. You remind me of yeah, that girl that usher. That's good. That yeah, can do that usher. Do that okay. usher. Right, here it comes. Here it comes. Hello and welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber, a movie review podcast. We are your source for your light and heavy action nerd needs. We'll tell you what movies you should be watching, as well as any other dope medias for the nerd soul. 
Yeah. Mm. So, what's up, guys? My name is Alex. I'm Khan. And this is Nikansi over here in the glasses. Listeners, doesn't he have such a nice pair of glasses? <laughs> he's we like always the... put him front and center because he doesn't want to introduce himself. That's how we know he's the real star. That's how he know- we know he's the real deal. <laughs> Today, we are reviewing Sorry to Bother You. Uh, this movie was dope. I love that. But before we get into the movie review, yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. do our favorite part is uh, recommending and catching up, catching you guys up to what we've been watching this week. Uh-oh. Khan, you want to kick us off, homie? It well, looks like he's got, ready. <laughs> uh, first game that I want to uh, recommend is a game called Bomber Crew. My uh, Our devoted fan and my buddy Casper bought it for me and donated it to the stream. And he told me specifically not to stream it because... I need some. I need. He wants me to play a game off stream and just relax. What a nice friend. That is nice. It's there's got to be a lot of pressure while you're playing. Just being on camera all day. Yeah. It, you you feel different. And when I'm playing games, I, I like yesterday. I just played games with my shirt off, and I was like, I haven't done this in years. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. Zelda Wind Waker. Yeah. I always play with my shirt. That'll off wake too. your wind. <laughs> but. Back to the game. Bomber yeah. Crew is this really weird, like, chibi <laughs> models. And the whole point of the game is that you are command, like, you're micromanaging a bomber crew. Uh-huh. And so you have to, you have to do weird little missions. Like, you select the pilot, you tell him that we're going to go this way. If the navigation officer is not in the navigation seat, then he's just another dude on the plane. So you don't even know where you're going. You need a literal. Uh, gunman in the gunman seat and you have to have him move around you have an engineer to do all of the repairing and also fill in all those roles and there's just again it's all about micromanaging and doing all these things under the pressure of being shot out of your world war ii bomber plane now that all sounds really great but when you say micromanaging do you mean you're checking them up checking up on them every five minutes like diner dash and then asking them like every no it's step more, of the way like hey you should really make com- sure you're doing it uh it, by more, the book it's more like actually commanding them but i call it micromanaging because it's like because they're micro people they're tiny well it's it's because you're you're setting each person to do a different job and so you have to rotate through all of it they're micro know. jobs okay i get it that sounds good yeah. It's a fun game. Other uh-huh. that game is called Bomber Crew. Bomber Crew, sick. If I'm if I'm saying that with a really bad accent, it would be Bomber Crew, because why is there two B's in bomb? You can't even say bomb on an airplane. For those of you who have been who've been asking for the phonetic pronunciation of our recommendations, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> now you know how to spell it. That's how you say it. There's right? like yeah. 17 R's in in, in I can't those roll. two words. I can't roll my R's. <laughs> try it. Try, can you can you say it for us, Alex? You, since you can roll your R's. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so what what uh, console is that? PC or? Yeah, I believe it's uh, Steam only, but I might be wrong on that. It might also be on the PS4 and the Xbox One, and I have no idea about the Nintendo Switch. But it's a really small game. I think it was like 13 or 15 bucks. Love it. Very indie game, really fun. I have lots of fun with it. Um, a completely other game that I've been checking out was... I, I told you about how I beat Final Fantasy Thirteen last week. Yes, super excited. 
And I tried out 13.2, and that was a completely different game. It really bothers me, like, that they're the same title, but they're they're the same, like, story. You know, it's a continuation of the story, but it's just a completely different game. It was kind of like uh, X and X2. Right. Yeah. Where where you're like, oh, okay, it's still like a JRPG, but literally everything that you're doing in 10.2 is a different game. Yeah. And, by the way, it's still a good game. 10-2 10-2 is still a good I game. did enjoy 10-2. I might have enjoyed it more. My door is right there. I'm just <laughs> saying... My other door is I, right there. I, wait, hold, hold on. I, hold on. Wait, no. No, I'm just saying that I like the uh, the fight. The dress up. The f- dress changing costumes. Engines. Costumes. Damn See? It. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, man. Uh, and yeah, you, that was it. That was it? <laughs> Dope. So... Uh, I don't have too much to report on 13.2 because I only played it for like an hour. Um, so I didn't, and I wasn't really paying attention. So I have to start a nude file anyway. It's all good, man. You got to start a nude file. Nude mods are not okay. They're not a joke, guys. Cyberbullying is real. <laughs> so I'm going to do a check back or a little throwback to one of the recommendations that I made not too long ago, which was Brando Sando, as you named him, Brandon Sanderson. And I just Bless the Brando Sando. Yes, I just finished book one in a. It's technically a six book. Mistborn has, uh, I think, the same characters for three books, and then a different set of characters. Yeah. So in this case, I'm in the first set arc. of three. Yeah. The first, first arc, and which is Vin's and Kelsier's arc. And let me tell you guys, the first book, the way it concluded, was just phenomenal. Like the the way that this man writes a story, you know, he basically holy Christ in heaven. Okay, this wasn't the this isn't the book, but this is the other book, and this wasn't the Quran that Junior just pulled out. No, it was about six hundred thirty pages. And what he does is he sets he set up like, all right, here's the problem that the main characters are facing. Here's their strategy. I'm going to fuck up that strategy and then I'm going to and then the main characters are going to find a way to get around this little fuck up, but I'm going to fuck it up again. And then they're going to it's just a lot of problem solving and just there's a lot of emotion involved in the book and the the concept of this omnipotent person who is ruling this empire and just oppressing a people they call them the ska people ska bro <laughs> yeah that exactly. was the best meme out of that book was like bro uh, ska. <laughs> and how they just rebel against him and of course you know it's the it's the a story like a comeback story the underdogs freaking taking down the the nobleman and the and the lord ruler it's just an amazing ending you will not be disappointed and you will want to read the next book I'm going to give myself a break, though. I don't know about you, dude. Between giant books like these, I- I'm going to give myself a little break. See, the thing is, is that you think Mistborn is a huge book, which, to be fair, it's a really big fucking book. It's like 600 pages on a paperback. Yeah. This is this is the hardback of the third book in his Stormlight series, and it is 1239... Yeah, definitely half. 12, 1242 
um, and that's to include like a couple of just explanations for, for like a glossary. Holy shit, man. So like there's a couple of pages in here that are art, but like it's the hardback version and it's 12,000 pages. No, I'm for sure going to stick to the Mistborn series for a little oh, while. You said 12,000 pages. Sorry, 1,200 pages. <laughs> it is 12,000 pages. <laughs> no, just yeah. great pacing overall, and it's it's, it's exactly like I told you. Where yeah. a lot of the magic in that in that even in Mistborn, and I have only read like one chapter of the Mistborn series, it, his writing style gives you the little breadcrumbs to put together so you have your piece of toast. I love you totally breadcrumb. understand like the parts of the his physics and magic that he was explaining and how that reality bends it and then uses it. And he lets you, he leads you on the way to like, you can solve this part of the puzzle on your own. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's great. He's a great writer. Great book. Uh, highly recommend to go check it out. That's my recommendation. A little check in on a recommendation that I made a few episodes ago. You know what nobody should watch? Dragon Ball Evolution. No, 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 no. This <laughs> is a new, yeah, for sure. Don't watch that. Or just watch it, but pretend it's not Dragon Ball. Anyway, then it's funny. Then it's then it's actually like you know it's tolerable. But do not go and watch AXL. Has anybody seen the trailer to that shit? What is AXL? It's like this story about this kid. You know, he's out in the desert and he's riding. You know, just chasing his dreams to become an expert dirt bike motocross rider. Dude, and then, wait! I was gonna watch that as a meme. That that movie looks hilarious. It looks bad. so bad. I don't know if I could. And so, anyway, he comes back to his camp where he has all his sick equipment, the funniest shit, and cool gear. I and then he like, finds he finds. A metallic dog? I'm going to make this metallic Dude, oh, dog. I saw that trailer. Awful. I'm going to make it my <laughs> friend. See, the thing is, is that I, I saw the trailer and we all thought it was awful, but I'm the only one who was like, it's so bad. I got to go watch it. <laughs> hey, please, hey, listeners, don't make us watch it. Don't treat this dog like it's just a machine. It has feelings too, bro. Bro. Dog best friend, machine best friend. I'm upset. <laughs> Let me brush the hair out of my face and go ride motorcycles uh, like all. <laughs> hey there. Automatically hot grill who's into me. Do you like my machine dog? Oh my God. It's like you have a sensitive side to your soul. I'll totally do that because I want to like do teenage appropriate Bruh, things. My dog is metal as fuck. Oh, it's like he's dark. He likes metal. Anyways. That was a really good tangent. Fun tangent. Um, so <laughs> my wife Patty came in to yeah to do the minute plot breakdown. I wrote it out and she was going to try and do her best impression of me to do it. So we're going to wake her up and have her sleepingly drunken slur it through it and we're gonna extend it from a minute to however long it takes patty to finish it well so i have a peaceful night at home i'm gonna not do that (laughs) and i'm gonna just you know honey dick you guys a little bit and she'll come back another time and she'll do it for us but let's get down to that shit uh let's get down to sorry to bother this All right, so we're going to put a minute on the clock, and we're going to start this minute plot breakdown to Sorry to Bother You. Official? Three, 
One, two, go. <laughs> Our hero Cash is subjected to every guy in his 20s nightmare. Me. Having sex with your girlfriend in your uncle's garage. <laughs> Except your uncle is the super buff Terry Crews with diabetes. Huh? We had to include one stereotype in there. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Anywhere, anyway, Uncle Old Spice is losing his home, so we have to do the worst job imaginable. Telemarketing. Ooh. It's okay. Danny Glover is going to give you some magic advice to make you a power caller in no time uh-huh. while calling you young blood. Halfway. Why won't yeah. anybody call me young blood? Also, how come Danny Glover isn't promoted to power, power color if he supposedly has the magic way to sell? Smooth. Anyway, it's time to bust out your white people voice and make all the monies and what? climbed your way to power caller status. But wait, Cash, don't sell out. Ten. You got to stay humble because your girlfriend needs to support for her activists. Uh, we're going to go over the minute. For her activist crazy abstract lifestyle. <laughs> I mean crazy abstract. Like... Ah! Officially over the minute. Like she got hit in the mouth by a cell phone. <laughs> For art. Anyway, Cash does sell out. Goes to a crazy power, power caller party. Does some insane coke. Stumbles onto the evil corporation's plan slash people experiments and realizes the error of his ways. But was it too late? Communism. Well, kind of. The end. Communism. I went over the Dystopia. minute, guys, but I, I, I just movie, this movie was brilliant. I just it, wanted to do that, like kind right. of like a little more artistic and and fun. But uh, yeah, tell me, you yeah, this movie was fucking amazing. <laughs> like I just from the trailer alone, I was like, this is gonna be a good movie. It would like the trailer has all of these really good shots, lots of great color. All of the shots are really vibrant. Yeah, and. The soundtrack was exciting. And then we got to see the movie, and the soundtrack was freaking awesome. The like, main character is just so likable. He really was. You're like, he just, uh, I just like movies where you just root for the underdog. He wasn't like overly robust, like overly good at anything. But, but, but that's what makes him relatable. Everything yeah. he did is like, oh man, I've been there. Terrible posture, just like me right now. Oh <laughs> man. I. <laughs> I remember barely making it to the gas station. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's a fantastic meme on there. Also, his supporting cast was really freaking great. I really connected with being the other black friend who I can't remember his name right now. I'll tell you right now. That's why I pulled it up. His name is Fowler. Fowler. They, they had stars popping like left Fow- in, in Fow- left and right. I was totally with Fowler. Like, how come I never get to get on wind, wind wiper duty? <laughs> Like I was sitting there, like yeah, wait, I would do that. No, they did do. No, you're so right. They did do a great job of just kind of portraying how Friends he was. He was poor, but he was happy, content. You, yeah. yeah, he had a good good group of friends, great girlfriend, and it was just. Oh, and I'm sorry, man. His name was Salvador. Sal. Jermaine Fowler is the name of the actor, uh, but Sal. Sal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and, um, another thing is, like, again, just all of these characters are really relatable. Like, the whole entire cast was, you was basically, you've been here. You've been bottom. Like, you've been working your ass off. You, but the other thing that's really great is you can totally, because of that, understand his drive. Like, of course he wants to do a little better. Yeah. 
And that's all throughout the movie. He's like going for a little more. And 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 then, you know, trying to redeem yourself. I, I don't know. I, I, I like that because he was just good spirited and he just ran into some hard times and needed to make some hard decisions. He, he made the wrong decision. And, 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 you know, what? how many times have we done that and had to come back and clean up our mistakes, you know? But did he make the wrong decision at that time? He saved his uncles. He saved his uncle and his family. Yep. That was all his... Because once you went inside the uncle's house, you could see all of his family in there. Yeah. No. he's He was doing it for the fam. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good dude. Uh, well, any more uh, impressions that you guys want to give off? Or do you want to get into I our just, badass moments? I just really like talking about the movie. That's the thing. It's like you really do... Again, we've been talking about how relatable characters are. But that moral like decision that he ended up making is... Do it like is he really gonna like you have to compromise somewhere and he compromises between in okay but this I'm going on a billion tangents this is a really dark dystopian future by the way like, it really this, is they really just like I was talking about bright colors and everything for the shots but like they straight up had white slavery yeah like, communism going on I feel and it was just like. Yo, what? This movie's gonna talk about that? Uh, this movie was a strong statement in a lot of it, different areas, right? But they uh, did twist it like Get Out. That was funny. Oh, that was a good twist. We're not gonna talk about the twist too much, though. Yeah, Jordan should tell us a little more about the was... movie in a little bit with the <laughs> you know stream delay and everything. So, yeah, great movie. Great, um, great comedy, man. What was the guy's name from Walking Dead? Oh my goodness! Here, I got the characters. He uh, played, pulled up here. I think the character's name was Squeeze. Squeeze. Squeeze was a weird character. He made me feel like grimy. Yeah, but like, he was like he was still a good dude, but at the same time, that was a grimy moment. Hey, bro, don't be don't be hovering around my yeah. my girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he was definitely cat What's the word? Bolting. Capitalizing, capitalizing on this hard time that that you know uh cash and his girlfriend detroit were going through mm. and it's just like all right you, yeah you're good because you're going around forming unions at different jobs and stuff like that but, but that's also how he was making his money yeah <laughs> you know so he was good but he was bad at the same time i don't know what that person symbolized in the movie but he was an interesting uh character mm. you know um he's the whistleblower that gets paid yeah. Yeah. That only goes place to place to blow whistles. It's pretty interesting. Not really because it's a good cause, but because he needs to get paid. Danny Glover was hilarious in this movie. Yeah, he was. He was great, man. I, uh, he surprised uh, me. I was like, what? What is he doing? Danny? Here? Yeah, he was good in this movie. And another surprising supporting role is Patton Oswalt and David Cross were the, voice, were the white voices. <laughs> and... <laughs> Watch if you look up David Cross, you'll You're recognize right. him right away. You'll be like, "Oh my god, I know him, and I know that voice." Like the, th- I felt so bad because I was like, "No, I know this voice." Pretty much the entire movie, I just kept on telling Myron, "Like, it's Patton Oswalt, and Patton Oswalt is one of them." I don't know the other one right now. The funny part is, <laughs> so many times I've had to use that voice. The oh my god, one. guys! Yep, it do sounds you, just like that. Do yourself a favor. Okay, <laughs> this is gonna be great. Do your do yourself a favor. And go to IMBD or whatever. Look up the cast and crew and look up the voices 
that were off screen, right? That you didn't get to see the people. So the voice in the elevator, first of all, mm-hmm. this the voice in the elevator was hilarious. The things that it that it was saying. It was lewd. Yes, <laughs> it was Rosario Dawson, aka <laughs> Luke Cage's girlfriend. That's amazing. I knew it. What the fuck? Oh my god. Um, and then and there was oh, and there was a uh, apparently a British white voice for Detroit. Uh, Oh no! That was during the that was during the um the the cell phone scene. Yeah, slash Tessa Thompson. So it was kind of crazy. I, yeah. I thought she was the one doing it. I'm like, she was just in Thor. She did an English accent. So, <laughs> but I guess it was part of the whole uh, theme of the movie. So I would love to go into a badass moment if you guys are okay with yep. s- switching gears here. Where are we switching into the badass moments? Oh, okay. <laughs> which which is just like since it wasn't. A, a action movie per se. Uh, there are a lot of badass moments, though. I want to replace my badass moment to a hilarious moment, and that was the what I'm calling kind off between Cassius Green and his friend <laughs> Salvador, <laughs> uh. where it just gets real tense between the two, and they're mouthing off to each other the way you would when you're about to fight somebody up in each other's faces except they're saying like wait wait let's just have a kindness battle yeah i hope you have a great day well i hope you have a fantastic prosperous rest of the week <laughs> well i hope your shoes are shiny tomorrow well i hope the rest of your month is like a ball full of sunshine well two months i hope you have plates full of breakfast what did you just say to me have bacon <laughs> I hope you have a really good quarterly this year, okay, man. And like. then it just—it's uh, great, guys. That's my—that's one of my favorite moments right there. I was definitely, like I said, alone in the theater and definitely loud, laughing the loudest. <laughs> one of my favorite moments was actually throughout the whole film. But he would look at his picture of his dad, and it would always be changing, yeah. depending on what he yeah. what was his his choice he had to make. That was kind of cool. That was like his motivation. That was a really good like like fourth wall break too, because like you said, it was actually changing. The it was always changing, and then oh man, the hopping over the car like yeah. I thought it was it was cool that he still took that picture when he got up to the power collar level. So, hopefully that's not a real spoiler alert. But but no, it actually does show in the in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler alert. Um. What you got for us, Con? Uh, my badass moment is probably Detroit. Everything. She was a great character. Tessa Thompson, like, one of the like, the what were they called in the, the uh, in Ragnarok? The Valkyries. Valkyries, yeah. The Valkyries. Great pronunciation. It's so weird. That's embarrassing. That that's the same person. It was really weird. It's nuts. It was just like. Good job. Good on you. You're doing the work now. Also in Annihilation, she was one of the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she's uh she's getting some work and I thought again, I didn't see the Valkyrie from from Thor or the, you know, the ex-soldier from Annihilation. I just saw this real like artistic hipster girlfriend who was just like totally un- the character yeah mm-hmm. and like, like where do i find one like that and unpredictable welcome to san diego <laughs> oh yeah um yeah, yeah she was she was great was just almost every scene i was like 
That's a good. That's a great character. Yeah. Very the young. entire cast was great. Even Danny Glover gets the like support, like good supporting role of. Listen, young blood. <laughs> you got to use your white man voice. I loved how oh he just had to make so many hard choices, all the time. Yeah, every was, time that was, yeah, every single choice he made, you could see him thinking like, oh, this is not what I really want. This is, but this then, is both but the then it became thing. hit like, okay, this is working. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it was, it was high stakes, and it it could. He could gain something, but he'd lose something. How long in the was process. the movie? Uh, I think it was. I thought it was two hours. Just under, right? I think so. Just under two hours. It was amazingly paced, and at the same time, I felt like I was going through that same journey. That's how good the like decisions. Oh, were. it was only an hour and forty-five minutes, dude. Yeah, I felt lo- like I that felt like a long hour and forty-five minutes that I wanted to keep experiencing. Yeah, I was like. Just like you were talking about, like every single decision he had to come to felt real, and he, like they were both negatives. But how do you like? You have to make a choice, and he does, and he becomes a more like a deeper character, and we get more into crazy stuff later. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do feel like I just watched the season of Atlanta when I watched this. Movie. Yo, okay, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I felt like it, yo, similar vibes. It did. It was like it, one of those things where it's like, because it's satire. It's satire. You know, it's funny, but then there's some, there is some seriousness to it, and and they they make they make light of real situations that can occur. Well, kind of like the whole um, was it Chris Brown's Invisible? Was it Justin Bieber or Chris Brown's Invisible? Lamborghini or it whatever. Was Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber's invisible, and he's black, <laughs> and you're just like, it. It seems so real, and it such is a, such a such a normal <laughs> like like a normal reality where there isn't magic or supernatural shit going on, and then all of a sudden some supernatural ass shit happens randomly, and you just have to be okay with it. You're like, what the fuck? And every and everybody in the in the movie is just like, yeah, it's normal. Relax. I think it's really funny now that I'm thinking about it that our last three episodes have all had like really strange reality breaks. Yeah, like um, Animal World was. Oh my god, was just it was insane, and it, but it was totally normal for a while, and then it went full on like, oh wait, they're selling us on the reality break. He's having the reality breaks. Now it's just anime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp is literally just, oh, yeah, I'm Scott Lang. <laughs> I'm, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm just Paul Rudd. Where are my orange places? <laughs> now I'm tiny. <laughs> now I'm in the quantum realm. Pretty great. I'm so tiny that I'm in time. I really want to watch this movie again. I yeah, really it was a good watch. movie. Yeah. What would you give it? What's your number rating for it? Ooh. An eight out of ten. I'm gonna go the same. Eight out of ten. It's almost a nine. It's very close. Close to a nine for me. I'm yeah. gonna give it a nine because I love the message that I was trying to t- tell us about. I just love the story it was telling us about in general, and the reality breaking was hilariously amazing. This, it was like a Rick this, and Morty episode. It was yeah, great. it was great. So we all gave it those. 8 out of 10, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Jordan can hit us up with uh, his 
point score as I read his message, which is, I didn't take a lot of time to process the meaning of the movie. It definitely made me think of the frustrating concept of greater good. You know, it makes sense. There's moral ambiguity there. And then we get later on into the movie of what the hell just happened. Yes. Oh, um, for your, all you listeners, uh, I'm definitely going to include this in the pod. Jordan is joining us in the conversation on our Twitch feed. Again, we're always announcing our Twitch feed uh, via Instagram day of, so you guys have an idea of what time to jump on and join the conversation with us. We'll put we'll put it put you guys into the podcast. We'll put you on blast. Yeah, like uh, Cinder last episode. Ooh, what this idiot said. Oh, the plot had a lot to be desired. <laughs> Freaking maybe, <Edna>. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding. We won't put you on blast. Jordan also <laughs> said. And the battle between socialism and capitalism is real. And that definitely is just... It does not take a lot of people to realize that's what the movie is about. And the battle between comfort and struggle is real. There's also like something that they were touching on. uh, Universal income. How like... That's comfort versus struggle. Eventually, our jobs are going to... We're not going to have jobs because everything's going to be automated. Because they're going to go to the Equisapiens. So there's going to have to be... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything's going to have to be like eventually... All of our jobs are going to become obsolete. At least we hope we, that they won't. But it's potential. There's potential that that it's will happen. It's already happening. I yeah. mean, yeah. When I went to Europe and when I went to McDonald's, you ordered from this big, Kiosk. big uh, touchscreen. Yeah. yeah. And then there was like the cooks in the back and one person that would bring out the food. Holy shit. Yeah, they they have those in the Burger King in Escondido. I saw that. Fucking scary. Sorry. I mean. Just no more human interaction, guys. I mean, think about if you go to if you go to like stores now, they they have it where you can check yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. And they have one person at a register. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. So I deal with that every day at work. It's literally there's three of the lanes for the self scans, which I don't know why they have lanes. And then there's the entire like open floor of like ten of them, and nobody goes to the like four cashiers. Which, to be fair, one of those cashiers is like really slow. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, that's the only surviving cashier. They right? don't want to put like a smart one on there. Not that she's not smart, but like a competent one. Um, but it makes you think of like, there's certain- okay the the evolution of humans. Like, what's going? What are we going to evolve into? Because we are social creatures. We need people. Like the 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 worst like punishment in prison is solitary confinement. You cut yeah. it, cut them off from other people. Why do you That's- think I like my job? My job is literally giving. I gave. I gave a whole watermelon out today. I mean, I cut it, but you know what I mean. Like, I cut up that watermelon. People were just standing by watching me cut it up. And I'm like, you smell that? That's a pretty good watermelon. I picked a good one. Well, yeah, day. but but you like, but you get to interact with people. I know that's you, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like I am thriving on all of that energy. It's yeah. just fun and just talking to people. So taking that away would be terrifying so so are we gonna are we gonna go into this world where we're interacting with each other less and less and less and then are we gonna be like oh fuck snap out of reality we need to oh there goes gravity we (laughs) we need to go back to 
interacting with one another because there's something really wrong that it's doing something really wrong with society or are we just going to evolve into these creatures that need little to no social interaction everything will come full circle Mm. i you think so yeah i I have that that theory too i do want to bring up that it also depends on what level of people are identifying social interaction like half of the people that i play games with i haven't seen them in years because like they just don't make time to come see me physically so do you and some of them live across across the country and across the state and other countries you know like our buddy justin came down during uh just just like last month or so because he was visiting his family for you know after like graduation stuff and i haven't seen that fool in like four years but we felt if just we picked right up off where we go because we're always online you know what i mean so let me ask you this what was more fulfilling of an interaction when you guys were face to face or when you guys are interacting online and that's that's the problem is because those are two different like i identify both activities as two very different activities like when we were hanging out we were playing games that we can't play online Mm -hmm. just board games and talking and smoking but like when we're online we're playing games that we can't play offline yeah and that brings me to like land parties and tournaments are really really good culture to like that's still on the up yeah because it means a lot to like play a game surrounded by other people who are just as passionate about the same game that you're all playing and actually about. seeing them eye to eye face to face right hearing their real voice and, and interacting it's and like, touching it's, it's kind of like the concept of a book club too you yeah. know like people all read the same book but you don't know what everybody else is thinking and then you all sit around together and you talk about it and you're like mm, i think that's what we book. do with movies <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why alex looks forward to pod night i do i really <laughs> do uh just to wrap it up like on this final thought is um or on, on what we're talking about right now. I love where the gaming community is going with getting together and having these events and and, and just interacting socially. It's really cool. Those it's are such the, a cool the, This community. is the good side of you know, gaming community. It's the yeah. evolution of arcades. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Jordan now they have conventions. Con- it's crazy. Yeah. I was supposed to save up money to go to TwitchCon next year, but <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> Mucho dinero. The it's like, I mean, I think TwitchCon is up in uh, I want to say PB, but maybe further. PB Pacific Beach. Yeah. Oh, it just sounds weird for you to say like up as in north. Yeah. For me, it's south always. <laughs> but anyway. But like TwitchCon and uh, even Comic Con and just Comic Con <laughs> has a smaller convention going on outside just for like tabletop games, that you still need to pay like forty bucks to get a ticket for. For sure. But it's like 40 bucks for that ticket to last you four of those days. And again, there's all sorts of different, like, uh, there's all sorts of different just conventions and meetups and everything. And now I'm, and now I forgot where I was going to go with that tangent. So going back to, back to the movie, I think we just did our number rating. Do you guys want to get in? Jordan sent us oh. in his number rating, and Will is still hanging out because he doesn't know anything we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Jordan's is 8.5, maybe higher with more watches. Which yeah, I agree. I would have give. We don't do halves. We don't do halves, Jordan. But but I would have given it an eight. <laughs> it was close to a nine. It was almost there. See, 
I high eight. I went with the yeah low high eight. eight. It's a low eight, man. <laughs> I went with the nine just because I was like, I, no, I want to watch this movie again. I want to pick it apart. Like this is this is both. Something that you don't have to take. Oh, yeah, it's a nine. It's a nine. <laughs> I'll stick to an eight. I don't. You, I don't have as strong nine. as a desire to rewatch mm-hmm. it as you guys do, but I'll eventually get back around to it. Because yeah, like for me, I watched it that one time, and like, like I was saying, I felt like I was like in it. Like everything was that was going on was just so. They were real story. That was like a real story with yeah. a minor, you know, reality break going on. Yeah, yeah. And again, just that movie, like you don't have to take it at full value. You can just enjoy the craziness and the comedy, and just you know, that's that's the movie, and it's still a good movie. But there's so much other commentary going on about that movie. Like we've been talking about, there's moral ambiguity going in there. There's tough decisions for our growing character and character growth. Like like you said, comfort versus struggle. There's also the dystopian commentary of like, that's just a different reality where they have basically communism, slavery going on, like in America and they just pawn it off as they, they keep selling you through the media that this is a good thing and people are fighting against it and they're trying to also unionize the telemarketing like there's lots of different avenues there they even had some crazy police brutality with having to bring in the whole riot shields and everything to get the power callers into the into the uh building yeah, was, and then there was, was there was even the YouTube segment of like how quickly something so insignificant went viral. <laughs> we we should rewatch it and then find real news articles that's leading to that because they're <laughs> everywhere in Japan. Um, they already have hotels where there are no humans. You talk to robots. Whoa, yeah. smart hotel. Uh. Oh, it, I finally okay. I finally found the right way. The, the three movies that I can I can describe it. Okay, so the first two were Alex. Cut here. <laughs> the first were Get Out. Get Out. The second one Scott Pilgrim. was Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and the third one was Spawn. Idiocracy. Ooh, good. I get. I get where you're going. Yep, Myron. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, it's, it's obviously Spawn. Spawn. <laughs> Duh. Slash Punisher. Michael Jaiwine. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, I've been sit. I've been stewing on my what the fuck moment. I don't know. This if is. I- this is. No, don't wait, say anything. Don't, don't. No. No. We're gonna go with the other bit. Okay. What's that? Ambiguous lines that you were talking about. Oh, last, do you have some? Because I didn't write any down. I didn't write any down, but I know the scenes. Okay. And just, you don't even need to lead up to the scene, but we already talked about it being a badass funny moment. Was the entire kindness off? You know that, like, that was the, that was one of the greatest scenes, honestly. (laughs) Just because you felt the tension that was going on. Like, we're supposedly best friends, but what the fuck are you doing, man? They are saying some nice ass shit to one another. I hope your mom has a great day, man. And it was aggressive. (laughs) Like... (laughs) And then they got up. They literally were like nose to nose, like. <laughs> oh man! Oh, one of my favorite parts I forgot to mention was when he's arguing with his uncle Terry Crews about getting him money. Yeah. For for the house, he's like, "Man, I'll get it. Oh, what, what do you want? I I'm gonna give you everything I got." He's like, 
don't forget I got you that car. <laughs> he's like, damn it, like, that doesn't really settle like, the score because that leaves like, us just where I like exactly where we were. I'm just trying to get enough so we can keep the house so you can pay me for the rent so we can all have a roof under our head, <laughs> over our head, under our head. Yeah, definitely under. What? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I th- I think that's it. I think that's where we'll cut it. Um, yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? That was a badass film. That was a badass film. That was definitely some good coke. Badass film. <laughs> yeah, that coke was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, okay, there you go. That's an ambiguous line that may or may not spoil the plot. That coke yeah. was crazy. That, that coke. was definitely a white party, too. Yeah. That was, that was a bougie-ass white party. Man, if you, if you like Atlanta, you will love this movie. Please go watch it. Atlanta is a brilliant show. And then watch Atlanta, and then don't tell me about season two, because I haven't You haven't seen season two? Don't tell season me. Season two is more like this show. Ah, oh, I mean, shit. this movie. This movie, really? It has some crazy episodes. <laughs> There's an episode where they, they reference Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's crazy. Just All right. watch it. I'll check it out. So guys, and... Yeah. yeah. The main yeah. character from, or the main character from this movie, he's is, the friend. Is the friend? Yeah. But in this Michael Jackson episode, it's funny because Childish Gambino is the one playing the Michael Jackson character. Interesting. But he didn't tell anybody on set, and he was really creepy. <laughs> the, everybody was like, uh, what, "I don't good? even know who you are or who's under that mask." All right, all right, all right. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Okay, guys, make sure you guys look, go find us at in Instagram. In inside Instagram, inside of it, at, instantly at HSTSC thirty three. Uh, you can find us our find our page on Facebook, Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber, and email us at HSTSC thirty three at gmail dot com for any movies you want us to go check out or any recommendations you want us to bring to the show. Con, uh, you got some plugs? Uh, I mean, obviously, if the guys are here at the Twitch stream, they can scroll down if they want some links. There's a panel for all the Hidden Shadows stuff, including uh, Nakansi's blog, uh, WordPress. And uh, it's still working on it. It's still working on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, like, I've got uh, just, you, we can also, you follow, you can also follow Nakansi's HSTSC33 Twitch. That'll help him get more, more random things that, going not on. working on still working on it yeah yeah <laughs> yo so those of you guys who are listening to us and haven't followed us on instagram yet go watch samurai shampoo oh yeah he's probably re-watching that go go follow us on on uh hstsc 33 on instagram and you guys will get updates and news about when we're jumping on twitch we want to see you guys jump on so we can discuss the movie with you guys I want to give a shout out to our last listener who jumped on Twitch last week. Cinder? Cinder. I don't know the rest of Cinder's tag, but yep. yeah, Cinder also was a really just, that's what we want. Obviously, we can tell that Cinder wasn't like aggressively downvoting the movie because there's things that he wanted or she wanted differently, but the movie was still good. I think. Yeah, I think they mentioned it was like a seven still, like easy watch. Yeah. They were they were very, they handled themselves dip, very diplomatically, you know, like a gentleman or lady. We're not sure, but thank you so much for jumping on. Last week we had a great discussion about the movie. It made yeah. me realize we have to talk about what we don't like about the movie. Yeah, because yeah. we usually just talk about what we like about. Yeah. The movie. We only talk about what we like, which is not bad. Just yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot that we like. We're just we a happy just, group of people. Yeah. We're like. Yeah. 
Just oh, I didn't care for that part, so let's not talk about it. But let me tell you everything that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, anything else? We're hidden shadows of the secret chamber. And that's everything that's good. Oh, we out, boo. <laughs>